Gentlemen, you realize what we've found. Who knows what waits for us in nature's no man's land? Those hands and those eyes! You've got to do something about it! You've got Baffling questions, astounding questions. Earthly or unearthly? Is it human or inhuman? It's like living a storybook adventure beyond your wildest imagination. From the North Pole of Fantasyland comes a feature-length fable with the most enchanting characters in the whole wide world. Headed by the white-whiskered fellow who's the granddaddy of them all. Now, a magic motion picture transports you to an over-the-rainbow land, past the doors of Santa's towering castle, and the strange, mysterious, all-seeing eye, into a fantastic crystal laboratory filled with weird and wonderful secrets no one has ever seen before. You'll see them all, and you'll discover how Santa can watch every child on Earth and every good or bad thing they do. Now meet Merlin, the Wizard of Wizards, the Miracle Man of the Ages. Two for the show. Away we go. Hurry, Mr. Merlin. This is no time to play horses. Come face to face with the devil himself, a mischievous demon determined to mess things up as much as he can. Leave it to that devilish trickster to sidetrack Santa up a tree. Watch the jolly hijinks of Santa Claus as he decides to fight fire with fire. Oh ho, a cannon. You won't want to miss the entertainment wonder of the ages, the treat of a lifetime for anyone who has ever believed there really is a Santa Claus. You'll see more wonders than you can wave a wand at as a dazzling panorama unfolds before your startled eyes. Hello and welcome to another episode of It Came From The Bottom. Once again, I am Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. And as usual, we're brought to you by African children. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whoops. Oh my God. We are brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. And there's a little hint for you. We decided to watch a movie. Well, we decided. Uh, That's a strong word. We watched Santa Claus. Yeah. Moving from 1959, uh, another of the MST3K alums. And so, <laughs> opening thoughts on this one? Did, <laughs> had any of you seen the dub? Any of you seen, I, no. I know you had seen God. the dub. No, uh-uh. I've never seen any of it before. No. Yeah. So, is it fair to say that we weren't really prepared for what the fuck happened in this movie? No. <laughs> no, not prepared at all. I mean, I, I had, based on, you know, like the DVD cover or the, the poster on IMDb. Oh, let's or talk about the like poster. That. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This movie the made me so mad. But perplexing for sure. 
Uh, let's see here. Gosh dang it, Zip. <laughs> no, when you, when you try to look this movie up on IMDb, you only it's type in Santa Claus. There are one of the four, five, six, seven, like eight movies that come up before the one that we're looking for. <laughs> There's a true. reason for that. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, so the, the poster here we have. <laughs> Good Lord. K. Gordon Murray presents Santa Claus in color scope. There's like a drawing of the Santa that we all know and uh, accept these days as the, the chubby white guy with a big beard and the red hat. Then there's a picture of a castle on a cloud. Not a reference to Les Mis in any way. Nope. And then we have a picture of someone who looks like Merlin the wizard. Yes. And then we have this guy who's only wearing pants and beating an anvil. Uh, and then there's a sleigh with the silhouette of three reindeer, which, <laughs> and then a little kid with a halo over her head, and then an actual picture from the movie. All of these are just crude drawings, and then there's an actual picture of Santa Claus, who is talking to Merlin in from a, fr- a frame from the movie. Yeah, And then above that is a huge seal that says Best Family Films Award from the San Francisco Film Festival. Well, except for that, pretty accurate to the movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, Zip, in that case, go ahead and give us the IMDb description of this uh, movie. With the aid of Merlin, Santa Claus must defeat the evil machinations. That's a big word. Yep. Of the devil pitch to ruin Xmas. They actually said Xmas. On paper? That sounds like the most fucking metal description of a movie, Yeah, hands down. <laughs> That's not what we got. No. Uh, let's, uh, let's just go ahead and jump, just jump right into let's, it. Let's get through this so nightmare. So we open with some opening credits, whatever. Which we, take forever, well, by the way. Sorry. Just yeah. Uh, which... Just like the robot versus the Aztec mummy, yeah. and that's going to come into play again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just a title card with yep. uh, poinsettias yep. around the edges, and then it's projecting, you know, the Gordon guy presents Santa Claus. And it's uh, like sort of a jazzy version of Jingle Bells playing in the background. Right. While it sh- slowly shows us each individual name on the title card yeah it's this was written by produced by directed by god it just goes on forever and when it finally ends we and we should preface by the way this movie was made in mexico yes and it was originally in spanish so we're seeing overdubs just like Aztec mom, yes. And was written by one of the same screenwriters. No kidding. Of Robot oh versus God. the Aztec oh, Mummy. If I'd known that, I just wouldn't have even bothered watching it. <laughs> one of the writers is, is the same guy who wrote that movie, and the director of this movie went on to direct one of the sequels of the Aztec Mummy. Oh, my God. Illuminati. Called uh, the Wrestling Women versus the Aztec Mummy. I really need to see that movie. Oh my god! No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> For the people that brought you Santa Claus, <laughs> so we we are in oh. fact looking at a movie that was that had some involvement from the people who made the previous movie we discussed. 
<laughs> Go figure. So sad. Yeah. So we open in outer space where <laughs> every Christmas not? movie should take place. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Be- because it's revealed to us that Santa actually lives in heaven slash outer space above the North Pole. The North Pole. Yeah. yeah. In a castle. On in a, a castle on a cloud. Yeah. Yes. In in space heaven. Yes. Which. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on. It, which it reminded me of Fantasia from the Neverending Story a little bit. The castles there. Yes. It's funny you bring that up. Oh dear. But God. let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> now I'm nervous. <laughs> so. Our first line from Santa is laughter. And he sounds like an evil bastard. Maniacal yeah. Oh, my laughter. God. He sounds terrible. Yeah. Maniacal <laughs> laughter. Action movie, like, Maniacal laughter. laughter. <laughs> if you've seen the Muppets movie, you know what I'm talking about. Half of his script is just this. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. true. Just, That's it really basically what he does through this whole movie. Yes. And he's While he's putting together a nativity scene. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Santa is a Christian. Yep. Jesus exists in this universe. Oh, yes, without question. Yeah. In a universe where Santa lives in space heaven, he speaks his exposition to all of his toys, including the nativity figures. Yep. So Because, you know, we don't know. So he, <laughs> he follows this up by saying, oh, it, it's almost Christmas time. I mustn't be late. So he uh, saunters over to the piano, starts to play, which proceeds to be the longest, most drawn-out scene in the movie. Oh. oh well, debatable. Un- <laughs> De- yeah. Well, no. I would, I would agree with you. And I have here written in my notes, um, Adina, oh my please tell us about the piano scene. Oh, my God. Okay, well, so it's basically... To be fair, it is it's a an big, organ. It's an organ. So basically, <laughs> it's, it's a small world. The, this is one of the most borderline offensive scenes I've ever seen. Thank you. Yeah, um, because it shows repre- representations of kids on Earth, and the the our, our the conceit is that there are kids from all over the Earth helping yes. Santa make toys and so, get things ready for Christmas. Yes. In this in this universe, Santa, who is the ultimate Christian. Does not have elves working in his toy workshop. It nope. is children, children from all countries around the world who have volunteered yes. to come to Santa's workshop and help assemble the toys. Yes. So including and- such locations as Oh well, yeah, what's the first one? We right off the bat. Africa. Ugh. From Africa. Africa. And we cut to a group of children who are dressed in African garments singing what is supposedly some children's song. From where they from are. From wherever they're from in Africa. Because, so to their credit. You know, Africa is not just a small city in right. Detroit. To I their mean, credit, each country represented is singing a song from their respective country. However, correct. we start off with Africa. Mm-hmm. They are brown children beating drums. Yes. With bones through their noses. And like bamboo. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Seriously. Yep. Straw outfits. That's the first one. That's the very first one we see. Mm-hmm. Okay? So. <laughs> and, and, and I just want to go ahead and say it now. Just because this was made... In 1959, yep. that's no excuse. That's no, no excuse. <laughs> it's no excuse. Absolutely. And I, the only, in fact, the only thing I will say is that it was a Mexican production. Yes. 
So there, it is all diverse all the time because it's all. They, it's a different culture. They have exactly. different attitudes toward dis, uh, displaying yes. other cultures. Yes, that may be, but I mean, still not okay. Mm. Mm. And let me say, as we cut to each country, they cut back to Santa playing the organ, and he looks creepy as fuck. Yeah, because the okay. idea oh is that God. he <laughs> is playing the music that that they are singing to. Which doesn't make any sense because never once at any point in this five-hour-long sequence (laughs) do you hear the sound of an organ. No, you never do. Never. And right before he sits down to play, he says that he has to finish the toys. He says this, I have to finish the toys. So he starts playing the organ... Which is what makes the children start singing these songs, right. which is what supposedly motivates them into making the toys. Yes. Elves don't exist in this. He yeah, exactly. right. kidnaps children and has <laughs> no, them play. No, well, they, they do volunteer. say they volunteer. They volunteer. No, I, no, I'm with, no, I am absolutely with you on this, Jack. Thank you. Thank it, you. They said they volunteered, but that's just the English yeah. dub. We yes. don't know. These children, yeah. as we cover later... Do not know how food works on Earth, like what people eat, what people drink. No. And so we can only assume from that they've been raised in this place their entire life. Santa was a cradle robber. I, I, I'm totally on board with that. Yep. So, okay, so we, we first, first off the bat, we get the offensive, um, you would think, out of the way. Oh, it's so just we the get, beginning. We get kids from England. They're singing London Bridges. We get kids from Japan. Who look terrified well, or we had bored? China. We, yeah, we went we got, from Africa to yeah. China, then to England, England, and the only kids song they could come up with that for London Bridge is falling down. And which we I was don't like, see them. What? They're the only country we don't see. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't show the kids from England. No, they okay, so no. then then we get the Orient, which oh, is oh yeah. In this so case, then Japan India, and then the Orient, which, which is, is India. obviously India because. They are wearing turbans. One is snake charming. Yep. One is belly dancing. Yep. And did you notice what was just off to the side of this group of children from India? An entire rack of rifles. Oh, yes. That comes about now, a lot. I know there are more rifles yes. to be seen. Yeah. But there is an entire gun rack beside this group of children that is full of rifles. Yep. Yeah. So their guns play a huge role in this movie. They're mm-hmm. all over this movie. So then when we get to the German kids, we cut to Santa. He looks concerned about the German ch- children. So And the kids, the songs are all local because when they do France, it's Sur le Pont d'Avion, which is a total French kid song. So they're doing all this right. stuff. So then when we get to Italy, mm-hmm. and it looks like the children are cradling Infants. Infants, yes. So thank you, Mexico, mm-hmm. <laughs> for assuming that all Italians do is have children. Then we get to the Caribbean, and I wrote, is that a gun? Those are yes. guns. Yes. Then we they, get to they Central. They are holding They are rifles. holding guns. Then we get to Central America. More guns. Oh, but before Central America, we have South America. South America, And yes. South America gets shafted. Totally. Because all they're doing is standing and literally shaking their maracas. Yep. That's it. 
it's this like this funky drum beat is going on, and the kids are just standing there, sort of bouncing in rhythm and shaking maracas. They don't even get to sing. Yep, I think that's why I skipped over them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I was no. I wanted yeah. to give them their credit yes. because they yep. got screwed over in this. So then we get to the USA. Yes, and without question, they are the worst singers. The of worst the singers. entire montage. Oh, yes. Right? They are because there's only two of them. There's only two. There's only two of them. Terrible singers, and they're dressed as cowboys. Yep. Both of them, the girl and the boy. And they're singing. Mary had a little lamb. Yep. Terribly. Then we get to Mexico, which is actually was my favorite. Sure. They were the best singers. But what were they singing? La Cucaracha. There you go. Yeah. The most stereotypical song you could possibly think of when referring to Mexico. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right? It is. Okay? So, horrible. Horrible. Horrifying. So, then finally, after the five-hour ordeal we've just dealt with with these freaking singers. Yeah. This went on forever. Oh, my God. So, so yeah. So, then then we cut he to... So, so he says something, but he doesn't even so, know what toys are in his shop. Okay, okay. So after playing for all these children ad nauseum, he, yeah. he gets out of his he gets off his piano stool, and two children walk up to him and hand him this candle with a demonic creature on the end of it, and sort of just like, okay, Santa, can yeah, you like this devil? Yeah, they've created this little oh, devil right. figure. Yes, yeah. right, right, and he doesn't recognize it, like he's never seen it before. Yeah. I'm like, don't you make. You're, don't you? Aren't you in charge? Yeah. Don't you make the toys yeah. around here, yeah. asshole? Oh wait, no. The t- no, children, the do, children do. Children do, but he doesn't oversee them. He doesn't them. do anything. He child do labor. And the, and this is when we first get an idea that Santa is stupid. Oh yeah. Because Santa is stupid in this entire movie. He also, I, I this is how I interpreted it. He summons Lucifer. Because he lights the candle, right? And then as soon as it starts spinning, we cut to hell. Yes. Pitch. Yeah, pitch. Yeah, one of the devils in hell, or Hades, well, no. as it's yes, referred to. Refer right. to they him call it as Hades. It's referred to Hades. They refer to him as the devil throughout right. the movie, but there is yes. a Lucifer who does rule over them all. It's established. We have a very, very long uh, uh, scene of like him dancing with several hooded figures. Yes, um, this is a ballet, everyone. Yes. So yeah, just so you know, we have entered a ballet. That's what this movie is. And then we're greeted with Lucifer, who sounds a lot like James Earl Jones. <laughs> yes. And, and I just want to take this moment to point out, this scene in this version that was released in America is only about, what, 30 seconds long, maybe? Yeah, it's not that long. There's feels, the devil dancing like around, and then it feels long. It, yeah. yeah. And then there's some other devils who join them. They yes. all look the same. They're wearing, like, long johns that are obviously sewn up the middle because <laughs> you can see the seams. You can see the seams. Bad sewing. And um, these huge fake uh, horns that are coming out of their head. And they're dancing around. They're dancing around. And then suddenly there's a group of devils in the middle surrounded by these hooded figures. Yes. We have no idea where they came from. They just appear. And then the music stops. And then Lucifer speaks from the flames. Okay, that's fine. Now, here's what happened. Is that towards like the last 20 minutes of this movie, I actually fell asleep. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And while I was asleep, it actually skipped to the original Spanish language version, the original version of this movie. And then I woke up like halfway through that. And I'm like, why are they speaking Spanish? What's going on? What happened? (laughs) What did I miss? 
So I rewound it a little bit just to see, and I rewound it to this specific dance. I want to say, I want to see if this plays out the same way as it did in the original movie. No. In the original version of this movie, this ballet goes on for like two minutes. It is an entire uh, choreographed sequence. You see where the robed or the hooded figures come from. They come walking in, hands on the person's shoulder in front of them. They come marching in. They're coming up the side of this fiery hill into this area where the devils are, where Lucifer is. Uh. And they come and they're walking around the devils as this whole ballet sequence is going on to music that is eerily reminiscent of Night on Bald Mountain. <gasps> yep. Which Whoa. is from what Disney movie was that featured in? Fantasia. Fantasia. Yeah. Let that mind be blown. Well, and you know what? I thought <laughs> about that this, during this movie. I did too. Oh, yes. I did too. Oh, okay. yes. It's coming. And that's when I went back and saw this, that's when it all came together. Okay. Is that there are at least three different moments in this movie that were totally ripped off. Yes. Yeah. And two of them, at least, were straight ripping off Disney. Mm-hmm. Lucifer yeah. threatens this uh, demon of his name, bitch, to uh, to Pitch. troll Santa, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he tells him he has to go to Earth to troll Santa, make all the kids like evil, so that Santa will get really pissed off. And he threatens him with ice cream and treats and sweet things if he doesn't do it, <laughs> which made me laugh because you know, bitch is getting all scared of this, but. So we're we're no, he's scared of it because he actually says he has a delicate stomach which would be affected by chocolate. Yes, yes, and that which means that demons have a better health system than we do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah. So this is when I determined. Oh, this is a kids' movie and a comedy? Question mark. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and then that was where I also wrote this movie is creeping me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Bitch goes to Earth, and he, his first thing he sees with his magical power, he sees a, a, a newspaper saying, you know, Santa is evading the Earth or something. He <laughs> waves his hand at it, and he magically transforms it into a paper reading in Spanish that's also more on fire than it was before. Yep. And then it's folded in and the, itself. And I think, I think this was a, a flaw in editing for the English version. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> they showed the newspaper, which was in English. Already starting to burn. And it was already on fire. And then cut to him waving his hand to make it burst into flames. Yeah. And then we cut back to the original version of the... the it's still in Spanish. <laughs> that was inexcusable. No, it was. It's yeah. completely inexcusable. Yeah. They should have caught that. Immediately to Nightmare Robot Santa. Oh, my God. Look at Toy Store. It's this laughing robot Santa. Its, its skin is, like, all gray. Its eyes are all bugged out in light blue. But it's they're terrifying. using the sound of the actor laughing yeah. over the shot of this robot Santa. And this is drawing a crowd of children around the window. I'd be scared shitless of this thing. it's driving me nuts yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, God. Yeah. I'm amazed you even got through the movie at all. So it's here that we're introduced oh, to our this three... This is only 15 minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. There's still a whole other hour and 15 minutes to go. <laughs> there, there's three children... He, oh, there's three groups of children we're introduced to in particular in this scene. We have our rich, uh, rich white kid. Um, we have our poor uh, Mexican girl. And then we have our three evil wrongdoing boys. Rambunctious children. Mm-hmm. And so 
this is just to draw because again we're following sort of the journeys of each of these three as as they experience Christmas. Right, Lucifer. Sorry, not Lucifer. Bitch <laughs> demonstrates his corruption powers by you know making the kids, the three little boys, throw rocks through the window at Santa and everything. We learn that uh, the girl, her name was Lupita. Lupita? Yeah, Lupita. She wants a doll, and he works on her, and mm-hmm. and that sounded wrong. Yep. <laughs> he, he tries <laughs> to corrupt her, and. Uh, the rich white ginger kid is uh, Bruce Wayne because his parents aren't around. Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> all he wants is his parents. Yes. All he wants is his parents. Yeah. So, the, as I said earlier, he talks the kids into throwing rocks at the window. They do so. One of them hits Santa in the face. And then it cuts immediately back to real Santa mm-hmm. being hit with a rock. So, are we just to, to believe that this robot Santa and real Any Santa... Any representation were, of Santa, apparently, yeah. comes Santa. back to the yes. actual Santa. So, then was real Santa just sitting there in a rocking chair, just laughing to himself in his place, doing nothing? <laughs> yes, until he got hit by a I, rock. Based on this movie, yeah, yes. that's yeah. all he does, is mm-hmm. he just sits around and laughs all the time. No yep. wonder he's fat as fuck. There you go. <laughs> so, Santa takes no interest in these bad boys. They bring it up to his attention, and he's like, no, they're all done, which I'm like, okay, great. Well, let's just teach kids that they can't be redeemed for their wrongdoings. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so he decides to keep his focus on the two children that we had. They're a little bit on the better side. So, right. oh God, we go to his observatory. His observatory is the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but what part in particular? All of it. All of it. <laughs> All of it. All because of it. you know me. The I telescope. love freaking puppets, okay? And they're kind of puppets in this movie. Kind of puppets. Okay. Oh, my God. The telescope with the floating eyeball attachment oh that looks like the, it's from the original War of the, the Worlds movie. The, the earscope with the freaking freaking mouth. The, I mean, the, the, mouth. the computer like, has the mouth, so it can report back whatever. Oh but it has like terrifying. a giant pair of human-like lips right. that move like an actual mouth. And then does. the earscope has an ear the in it. The earscope has an ear. It's, it's like it's like uh, melted yeah. Dolly version of Pee Wee Herman's Funhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should say the lips, honest to God, look like something that you'd buy in like a head shop. Yes. Uh, yeah. Terrible. Yep. It, was, it was bad. It's terrible. So we focus on Lupita, who is tempted by Bitch to steal a little doll that she wants. <laughs> you are calling mm-hmm. him Bitch. <laughs> I've written down. Just going by the notes. Um, so... So she's being tempted by a bitch to steal a doll because she really wants that for Christmas. That's all she's ever mm-hmm. wanted. She starts to do so. She's really shitty at stealing because she just kind of covers her. She just took notes from the winner on a rider school of <laughs> shoplifting, I guess, because yeah. it's just barely covered she, up a little bit. She sticks it under her little sweater vest, and you can still see yes. the doll sticking out from underneath. But, but she has second thoughts about it, and it's only because we're told this by the narrator because this girl is literally the worst child actor I have ever seen in any Medium. She was bad. It was bad. So she refrains. She puts the doll back and she ignores the devil's temptations. And Santa says a really stupid line. All my at friends- the urging of the narrator. By was the I- way, yes. What? Have you? Di- did you notice that any time the narrator directly spoke to one of the characters in the because he does it a lot. Yeah. He talked at this moment because the devil appear or uh, bitch appears behind <laughs> Lupita and is like, "Go on, take it. You know you want it." Blah 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 blah. And then she decides, out of the goodness of her heart, no, I need to put this back. But right before that, she said, or you hear the narrator say, no, Lapita, put it back. She looks directly at the camera. She does that all the time in this movie. Yeah. Well, I know. But But it happened to be at that exact moment, and then she looks, which is the thumbnail for this movie, where that image came from. She looks directly at the camera. And then turns around and walks back and puts the doll up. Yep. There are other moments where, like, he's when he's speaking to Santa, he's like, no, Santa, don't do this. And Santa, like, 
turns and looks directly at the camera. This happens like three different times. And yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a, a minute. It's a really inconsistent fourth wall breaking. Yes. So is the narrator Jesus? What's right. going on? That'd <laughs> this be, makes no that'd sense. That'd be weird. Cause it, it Weirder just, than anything else well, in this movie? <laughs> there's no other force beyond Santa that exists in this movie on the side of good. So when you have Lucifer going well, up against Merlin. Santa Claus. Well, yeah. But, well, but if we know that Lucifer exists... Right. And these characters believe in Jesus and yep, God, and the then they must exist yep. according to this universe. Mm-hmm. We're introduced so. to the dream machine where we spy on little Bruce Wayne. It's one of his dreams where he goes downstairs, mm-hmm. he finds two large boxes and just opens them and yep. his parents are in there, which made me laugh because at first when I was kind of watching this the first time, I was kind of in and out of the movie. Right. I didn't realize this is a dream. I was like, holy this shit. Is a dream. How long have they been in those boxes <laughs> waiting for their kid to come downstairs? <laughs> Yeah, he opens them and they just fall out dead. <laughs> oh. um, but le- I, I just want to point Batman. out, going back to one of my earlier points, is that right before they use the dream machine or whatever to to peek into the dreams, the kids are like, "Why would we want to do that?" And Santa actually says the line, "A dream is a wish your heart makes," that which is, is stolen from Cinderella. Cinderella, the Disney film from ten years before. Yeah. This movie, because that's the song that yeah. is sung in that movie. Yep. So I was like, uh, uh, strike two. Ding. They straight up stole from Disney. Yep. Mm. We focus on Lupita's dream after this. And, oh boy, Zip had said earlier that w- the scene with the devil's dancing was cut, mercifully so, for this movie. Yeah. Oh this scene uh, could have been, but it wasn't. It's Lupita nope. in this very smoky, well, there's a lot of smoke effects in this uh-huh. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Very smoky room, uh, smell of wine and cheap perfume, and there's a bunch of boxes around the place, too. <laughs> right. And all of them open, and they're like these giant, scary-ass dolls that come out, like, you know, people in costume. And do this long, drawn-out ballet around her while big, she's like, holding. paper-mache heads. Oh, they're terrifying. Yeah. They're terrible. And it so, goes on way too long. And they're long. doing this dance sequence. What? What would you kind of refer to this sequence as, Adina? Her dream, dream ballet. Is it oh, a dream what ballet? did that... Dream ballet. Have you ever heard of any musicals before that have something called a dream ballet that may have come out 10 years before this? Oh, yeah. Oklahoma. So they've stolen yet again. Yep. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not very good. No. No, it's not. Like, the choreography is bad, and the dancers aren't good. And the ending of it's terrible. Oh, my God. Oh, it's very bad. And it's creepy. Yeah. It's super creepy. And this poor Lupita in her dream, mm-hmm. all the dolls are like, you should steal it. No, 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 no. let's do a back yeah, and forth. Which, which one do you want to be? I want to oh. be Lupita. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> all right. No, you be Lupita. Okay. <laughs> okay. Lupita, you should steal the doll. No, no. I don't, I don't want to steal the doll. I don't. It's stealing is wrong. But you should steal the doll. Stealing is bad and I do, shouldn't do it. I, do, I don't want to. Lupita, steal the doll. I, I, if I steal the doll, then something bad will happen. And I'll get very scared and be unhappy. This, this right here makes more sense than what actually happened in the movie. Because the sound recording is terrible. And all I heard from Lupita was... <laughs> oh my god! And this is the English translation. Oh. What the fuck was the kid saying? Actually, like eight <laughs> times, eight times girl, they do this. And here's the thing: I mean, we obviously can't speak to the girl's acting vocally, right? But she has one emotion on her face the for entire the entire time. movie. 
She, she doesn't she's just even moving s- her lips, and words are coming out, but there is no expression whatsoever on her face. She doesn't even smile when she gets Never her doll. Never even smiles. So Never. this kid, this poor kid, I, maybe she was just terrified the whole time. Maybe she was a producer's daughter. Maybe. Who knows? Mm. But this, this dance sequence and this sequence of this whole freaking exchange basically goes on. I mean, if this to me was more of a nightmare sequence than the yes. devil's dancing. Yeah. Amen. Yes. And this Amen. should have been cut down. It should have been cut. Yeah, it's like a David Lynch scene. If you put it to like different music, this would be perfectly fit into a David Lynch film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yes, it would. I agree. So we cut to letters, the post office, mm-hmm. because everyone's writing into Santa. We get a montage of children writing what they what they want, and they're singing it to the post office. And the guys are just like, "All right, Santa to Santa to Santa, fuck it, put it in, put it in the incinerator." Yeah, they so put, they put it them in all in a big bag and dump them in the the incinerator, and they go out the chimney, and they go straight up the chimney up into heaven with a bad Santa's reverse shot. Palace. Yeah, because you could see them just clattering, mm-hmm. and, and Santa opens up. His little delivery window, and it's just like Hogwarts sends their regards, motherfucker. <laughs> and all these letters just start showering on him for like the next several yep. minutes. Yep. It's true. It's so much that it knocks him down, which is obviously just him like, oh, I'm supposed to fall over. And I go down on one knee, and then I go down on the and, other and one. Here's Be the fair, thing. he has bad knees. He, you can tell. He makes Christmas sound like he's never seen it before. Like everything really does, that yeah. happens. A lot of people do that. Seems in this movie. like it's new. Mm-hmm. Like, he like, has oh, to be reminded of things. Where did and, all these letters come right? from? So, again, Santa's stupid, and he and, doesn't know what he's doing. And I would like to point out, this is no exaggeration, the way that whoever did the English voice for Santa, that is how he talks. Oh, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nailed it. I just want to point out that all his kids' helpers, okay, are from whatever respective country. The Chinese kid mm-hmm. was never dubbed in English. As, okay. as far as I yeah. remember, the Asian child is the only one that is not dubbed ever. Right. So we always hear his language. Mm-hmm. And it's never explained why. Hmm. No. So I just... And there's no subtitles. He's right. not dubbed. And, right. and just for reference, that's exactly how it was in the original version, too. That is that kid's actual voice. Okay. Because it was not altered in any way. I guess for Santa the just release. couldn't afford the Rosetta Stone of China. China. <laughs> I guess, I guess not. Raising them. I guess so, not. Okay, so now Merlin. Oh my God. Oh God. So Merlin, by the narrator, has be, has told us that Merlin is Santa's most devoted helper. My ass. Merlin, no, what the what the? He could care the, less. Oh about my God. Santa. And here here's my hobo in a barn. Merlin. <laughs> What? Why are you leaving? Jack just he left just walked everybody. out Why of the building. Um, I loved Merlin. Okay. Merlin was awesome. Ex- explain. Jack, back, get back in here. <clears throat> so, Jack. I'm looking for him on the sidewalk. I don't, I don't Jack, come back in. I'll explain. First of all, he really was the only uh, other actor who could even qualify. Where is he going? I don't know. Where is he going? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Jack's back, everybody. First of all, first of all, and I was just saying this, he's really the only other actor in the whole thing that could qualify, okay? But here's the thing. <laughs> this is what I loved about Merlin, okay? Do tell. He was, so, he was like the Tim Conway of Spanish actors. And he would sing... When he would move, he sung his walk. 
It was the best. And he was completely committed. We always knew who he was. And he was hilarious. He was a jackass. <laughs> I loved Merlin. All right. All right. Hey, to each his own. Uh, I don't like your tone. No, it's okay. <laughs> but let's. It just but, means I can admit like half of my notes on this movie. <laughs> so yeah, so Merlin and Santa, everybody, in this universe, they coexist. Merlin is the guy who invents this sleeping powder. Yeah, he's basically Santa's Q branch. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. He so he Q. invents a sleeping powder so kids. Um, won't uh, wake up or recognize Santa. He also has this flower that Santa sniffs so he can disappear so he can't be seen. Yeah, it makes him invisible. But Santa has to be reminded how everything works. Like he's never done this before. And they're blaming yeah, even, it on being older. Yeah, even to the point where when he asks, wait, how, how do I come? You know, he sniffs the flower, he goes invisible. And then is like, wait, how do I come back? And Merlin's like, the same way you did last year. And, and Merlin is more absent-minded than Santa, but seems to be able to remember but more is, about... It, yeah. But is always on top of everything. Right, so he may forget the urn that he's got to brush the flower powder into, but at least he knows how Christmas fucking works. Yeah, exactly. I'm a Jew! I know how Christmas <laughs> fucking works! <laughs> God! <laughs> Speaking of things that are Christmas, <laughs> next we meet Santa's leprechaun blacksmith. Yes! Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Hell? This giant, like, well, I say leprechaun. He's a tall leprechaun. He's a big one. Yeah, uh, he is. With, with, like, chest hair that looks like it's made out of red tassels. Yeah. Yes. And he, he's, like, when we meet him, he's hammering on, like, a broadsword. And I'm just like, like, he's like, Santa, I got you this key that can unlock any door. I'm just like, fuck that shit. Fuck the keyblade. Give him the broadsword. Make this as metal as all hell. Yes. I want to see yeah. this. I want to see, see Santa fight Lucifer with a broadsword. There it is. That would be awesome. That would have been so much better than what we saw. That's an yeah. Iron Maiden Christmas album waiting Amen. to happen. Nice. All right. Let's make this happen. <laughs> yeah. So he gets a key that can open any door, which does come into play later. Yes, but again, yeah, does, but it, does the key have to be made every year? Because we never talk about that. It may be a magic thing. Like maybe like it only has so much magic juju. Well, but the way that, that uh, shirtless McShaughnessy uh, approaches <laughs> it is like, Oh, Santa, I've got this key that'll open any lock. What? It's in what I call the key box. It's like, what the fuck is... Really? Santa doesn't know there's a key that opens every door? He yeah. hasn't used this before? Right. Thank you. Why did you think of this just now? Yeah. He's been doing this for centuries. You just now thought of a key that opens everything? Exactly. It's just so weird. It's like this is how they've decided to explain to the audience what these things are as if Santa has forgotten. Yeah. I'm like, this is the worst screenwriting. Yeah. Terrible. The worst. And then just it gets, gets confusing because in further preparation for Christmas, we next see Santa will, opens up on a shot that looks like he's taking a dump. Yes, thank you. I wrote that down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he's actually getting his waistline trimmed down, which, okay. Yeah, he goes into his exercise room or whatever it's called. Yeah. We'll, and puts one of – it's one of those – it's one of those old machines from this time period that has the big the strap band. that yeah. you wrap around your belly and it vibrates and shakes your belly and that supposedly helps you lose weight. The ultimate gift to exercise. give to your loved one who needs to Speaking lose of which, Pee-wee had one in his playhouse. Season. Yeah, I'm saying. 
And this yeah. is where I noticed that like all these sets are just really lazy because yes. everything's really very are. white. They really are. It looks like they made these great sets because there's obviously there's some production value behind this, but there's nothing in the paint. Right. Like no. there's there's nothing it's painted. It was like the Mike white. TV room just, in Willy Wonka. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly and, what it was. And, like. that, and that at least makes sense. But in this, it's just it just and looks this, lazy. And the key is weird itself. The yeah. key you don't actually insert it into a lock. No. All he it, did was tap it against the lock. Just drag it and up against sparks. the lock. Fly out. Fly out, and suddenly the door is unlocked. And I'm like, no. This don't make no sense. That's not how locks work. (laughs) You've just destroyed their door. Now they're going to have to have it replaced. Yes. Thanks, Santa. Yeah. You guys know uh, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet, Comet Cupid, Cupid, Donner, Donner and Blitzen. Blitzen. I don't know where the fuck they went. Yeah, they took a break for this movie because we got Robo Reindeer just for this movie. Creepy as fuck. Four. (laughs) Yes. Four Four albino automatons. Yeah. That's what they are. They have to be wound up. These reindeer are white. They are snow white. I have never heard any version of the Santa Claus myth where the reindeer are white. They couldn't afford animals. That's what I'm guessing with this. That's all. So once again, everything is white. They couldn't afford paint. No. Yeah. And we learn even more from this. We learn that Santa is apparently a vampire. He and the reindeer will turn to dust if the sun comes out while they're on Earth. We also find okay. out during this scene that um, they don't know how to eat. Yeah, that's what they, they, yeah. they eat cloud so food. We should eat pastries and ice cream made of clouds. Okay, because and I meant to bring all these quotes because there's one about Santa says that they eat. I'm talking about us, people on Earth, animals and plants, and we smoke and drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in, in wherever the hell they live, all they eat are pastries and ice cream made of clouds. He associates, when he's listing all the things that people eat on Earth, he lists vegetables and meat and, uh, and fruits and everything in the same... Yeah, he equates them all. Yes. Yeah. So, so then now we're into a preachy movie, not only good and evil, but now it's about uh, being vegan. We cut to the three but evil little boys on the Can roof. I just say the toy... So the toy sleigh is bullshit. Yeah. Oh, you okay. And I'm a Jew. Okay. As I've said <laughs> already. Okay. But there, when he winds up the reindeer, one of them starts to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it was it, it the was, creepiest it was thing. They're blowing steam out of their nostrils. Oh and then one of them actually cranes its neck over oh towards god. Santa. Oh my god. And does the creepiest laugh. Like, oh my god. It was terrible. We cut to the three evil little boys sitting on the roof. They're plotting to kidnap Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, put him in a bag. Tie him up for 90 years to see if he's sad. Yep. And uh, <laughs> so they're weighing on him. Oh. That's, that's the subplot with these yeah. guys. Yeah. They, they spend the entirety of the movie on this rooftop. You okay, so? <laughs> <laughs> Kidnap Mr. Santa Claus? <laughs> I want to do it. Let's draw straws. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, bitches. Let's, Let's watch, watch a movie. <laughs> we watch that now. <laughs> Where are these kids' parents? No idea. I have no idea. We I never see like, them. We never see their the parents. Majority of the movie, and we know the, and we that's know the, the point. rich kid has both his parents, but he, they're never there. Right. We know the the poor girl has a mother who can't, or and the a yep. father who can't find a job. Right. But these three kids, we have no idea where. Well, and they that's came why from. they're so bad. Maybe Santa should just we kidnap should, them. And we <laughs> even see a shot of an orphanage later. Yeah. The, and they're not from there, nope. so uh, we have no idea. We have where no idea where these kids came from. We also check in on Lupita. And she starts asking her mother, well, expository questions. Yes. Uh, asking, who's Santa Claus? What does he do? It's like, okay, first of all, this girl's maybe, what, five, six? Yeah, yeah, maybe. 
So up until now, you've never heard of Santa Claus. Okay, parenting for the win. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> why has Santa never brought her a fucking toy before? Because he says so many times out of his way that, you know, yeah, uh, you know, look for the rich kid. He's like, okay, yeah, he can have whatever he wants and anything he wants, but he just wants parents. His, his thing is to give children what they really want, what their heart mm-hmm. desires. Mm-hmm. And it's only until, uh, spoiler alert, she gets the doll, but it's not until the end of the movie. And this is apparently her first time ever getting anything from Santa. Yeah, so, and even then she thinks, well, Santa only brings rich kids' toys. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and her mom says he brings kids to the obedient, which, does that mean Lupita's been a bitch ass this whole time? Apparently. Apparently, Apparently. she was just, the terrible twos ran long for her. Right. Well, maybe so. I mean, she did actually steal the doll until it's she true. decided not to and put it back. Yes. But she still took it. Yes. She just didn't keep it. Right. And because our movie needs conflict, and well, it needed real conflict. It needed it twenty minutes ago. Bitch, <laughs> bitch shows up on the rooftop on gym, on uh, on Santa's first stop and pushes the chimney out of the way to foil him from getting down the chimney. Right. Okay, now you said first stop. Yes. Okay, this is important mm-hmm. because this comes out later. His first stop, the narrator says, Mexico City. His first stop. Yeah. Okay. This is going to come up later. I just want you to mm-hmm. understand. First stop, Mexico City. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so Santa he moves the chimney. He, yeah. So Santa can't get on the chimney now. What does he do? Well, use the fucking front door. But here's the thing. <laughs> when he moves the chimney, there's a hole. Right. There should be a hole. There's where a the hole where the chimney led. was. So he couldn't have just gone down the hole. This is the first moment where I realize, okay. So this is so Pitch is doing his evil devil tricks. Santa, oh, I'm the big dumb guy. I'm going to get in the chimney. Wait a minute. This chimney doesn't go anywhere. Blah, 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 blah. This is the first moment where I was like, wait a minute. So this is supposed to be like a little kid's movie. That's correct. They're doing these silly little jokes. Yep. I was like, oh, I'm the devil, and I'm going to do something mean. Yep. I do yeah. this. This is for and something. Santa falls for it. Like, oh, that darn devil, I'll show him. And I'm like, oh, this is turning into Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner. Ding. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> that still holds up. <laughs> that, yes. But that's what I'm saying is that yep. that's what they're going for. Right. Yeah. It's going to be this whole cat and mouse thing, yeah. yes. but it's going to be at the level of a five-year-old. Like, ah, ha, ha, oh, he's the, that rascally rabbit is, you know, I mean, that's what I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. Now this whole thing is supposed to be a Looney Tunes episode. Right. Yes. Now yeah. I get it. And that really <laughs> comes into play later. Yes, it does. So mm. Santa breaks into the house through the front door. The entire next section is just basically a an exchange with Bitch trying to foil Santa <laughs> and then failing at it miserably. Yes. Yep. It's time for Santa to help the rich kid. Yep. He's done his job at this house. He moves on. So he goes. So his parents, the rich ginger kid's parents, are at a really awesome looking party. Yes. And just you know, getting their drink on, they're having a great time. Santa shows up apparently as a waiter and gives them this. Drink. Oh, I assume has the date rape drug in it. It's got smoke coming out of it. Yeah, because from there they start acting woozy, dazed, confused, Mm -hmm. and then they start remembering how they love someone. Yes, it makes them. It makes them remember a, a loved one that they may have forgotten. And the whole point is, is that they're constantly going out and doing things. 
together without their son. They're just leaving their son at home. Mm-hmm. So the implication right. is that they keep forgetting that yes. their son actually needs them. So they go back to their uh, to their son, and the dad really starts nuzzling at his neck pretty hard. And then that's pretty much the conclusion oh, of dude. that story. Yeah, he was really the dad it. nuzzles the neck. Yes, but do you not remember when Santa visits him? Oh, I wrote down a bunch of this. Oh yeah, yeah. So before we see this drink, shit because happen. the kid because the kid has gotten out of bed because he can't go to sleep and he goes down and practices his piano because that's what they've told him. If you get bored, you can go downstairs and practice your piano lesson. Right. So right. that's what he does. And that's what he does. And then keeps wishing like that his parents were there, and then he falls asleep on the couch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Waiting for them right to come home. Right by the fire that right they by left the running. Yeah. Okay. They left a fire burning in the fireplace. So the kid falls asleep sleeping chair right by the fire and santa comes and he says he's gonna do this powder thing that this is what he says and now awaken while you're dreaming okay mm-hmm. so he allows this kid to see him as he really is okay because he's such yeah, a good kid this is the one thing that he can do right since i will it's use... up to his parents to decide to come back okay i will use the powders that will make you dream that you are awake what? So then he wakes him up, okay, and he says, no one loves a child as much as his parents, okay? And he's holding the kid in his arms. So he picks the kid he picks up, the kid yeah. up, hoists him up, okay, and, and then hoists him up again, and the sounds he's making is not his jolly ha-ha-has. No. It's like, Ugh. So he's talking Ugh. to the kid, and he says, only, only it's... And he's holding the kid... Like, a, like a shot out of a romance movie where the main guy is holding the lady in his arms. Yeah. And it is creepy. It's creepy. It's creepy. And this is the conversation they have. Yeah. Only at times the parents don't understand their children and the children don't understand their parents. Then the young boy says, and are you really sure that they love me when I'm left all alone? And Santa says, yes, of course they love you. And you must believe they love you. To which I say, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because any set of parents that leaves their kid like that. On Christmas Eve. And repeatedly. Like, this is. This and this is happens all the time. All the time with this but kid. But especially on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve? Oh, okay, Santa. So my parents leave me all the time, and all I got to do is believe that my li- they like love this, me, and it's some okay. Work function that he had to go to to keep up appearances or anything. No, right. they just fucking go out to dinner with he- with themselves. Yeah, they just go to dinner in a restaurant without their son. That's yeah. all they're doing. So I this made me really mad. So then, then Santa gives them the drink, and they decide to come home, and everything's okay. But leading up to that. Fuck you, movie. Next up, Santa's breaking into another house. He breaks in through their gate. I assume this is another rich person's house because... Or is... I don't, no, it's not the oh, same yeah. one. Oh, yeah. This is... Because this, this is some random family that we haven't met before. No, the, yeah. We've never yeah, seen we any of these Yeah, we've never seen any before. of these people before. And they've got a dog named... Okay. The dog's name is Dante. Dante. Yeah. Okay. But he's referred to as Dante. Okay. <laughs> did you also did you also notice that their fountain that they have in their front yard has dry ice in it? Is yeah. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> so not? Santa's trying to get into this house and there's a dog named Dante, thank you, mm-hmm. that chases him into a tree. 
And this is where well, I we, thought. We should, well, well, and this is what we skipped over. This is uh, this is just after Pitch has tried oh, to steal Santa's sleigh. Exactly right. And yeah. so he and climbs Pitch up also... to the sleigh and is trying to get the trying to get the reindeer to move, and they right. won't. So then he hides under the sleigh because Santa's coming back up. And while Santa is sitting in his sleigh, getting ready to move on to the next house or whatever, Pitch crawls around the side and cuts the bag that has the magical dust and, and the, the flower. flower. Yes. And everything falls out. So now yeah. he can't make the kids fall asleep, and, and he can't make himself invisible. That's correct. correct. And he also sets loose uh, Dante, the dog. Right. And so yes. he, yes. the so dog Pitch, chases yeah. Santa up into the tree where he's right. stuck. No. Yeah. So Santa realizes he can't he can't make the dog go to sleep. He can't make himself invisible. Because so now he's completely helpless and defenseless. Until the sun comes Santa up and climbs up a yeah. tree. And, and we Santa know the sun no is about to come up. Magic of his soon. own. Yeah. What the and the sun's about to come up. Okay. So he calls up for Merlin, right? Yes. And the kid, one of his helpers, okay, he said he's calling for Merlin. And the kid says he's already been to asia europe and australia but he's in he's still mexico. in mexico yeah okay so that's why this is important because they say his first stop is mexico city he's been he in mexico city the entire time he hasn't anywhere. gone anywhere else he hasn't gone to anybody else nope and this is where i started getting pissed off at merlin because <laughs> No, Why? legitimately. Because yeah, now, now he's just being a straight-up asshole. Yeah, he's being a he dick. He is being a complete <laughs> dick. Because Santa's just in the tree, like, about to be, you know, fried to a crisp when the sun comes up because he's a fucking vampire. And you <laughs> right. see, like, Merlin, Merlin, yeah. Merlin. And we, and we know, and, but the only reason we know that the sun is about to come up, apart from them saying the sun's about to come up, is that we jump back to Lapita, who's had yet another nightmare, and is asking her mother about Santa again. Again. And then, in one of the most completely unintentionally comic moments, they look at the window and, like, a spotlight just goes right over the window. It's like, oh, the sun's about to come out. I'm like, no, the sun just comically appeared in your window. And, like, all they should have done is just add a slide whistle effect to that moment because that's how fast that sunlight appears on the window. Done. Instantly sunlight from darkness. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, and like I was saying, Merlin is, he finally catches wind of it because one of the kids tells him about the Santa being in danger. And his response is like, what? What? R repeat yourself? Well, tell me what the situation is and I'll decide if I need to come check it out or if I need to ignore your fucking stupid ass. And that's exactly <laughs> what he sounds like. Yes. That is exactly what he sounds like. And then when the kids like convinces him, like, Santa's in trouble, he's like, well, I had a lot of things to do. I had to go to the store and get some, <laughs> some, some cotton swabs, but I guess I can go help Santa out. And so he starts horsey galloping. He like, sings the Lone Ranger. Yes. He does, yeah. Because urgency... Fuck it. Let's be silly <laughs> in this time of crisis. Yeah, it takes it as like, Fuck hey, well, we're off to the races. And then starts doing the Monty Python horse yes. trot. Make me happy. Yeah, while the kid is just standing there looking at him like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I, I was looking at him like, are you and fucking kidding me? And we were all me? looking at the screen going, are you, are you fucking, fucking Not kidding Adina, me? apparently. <laughs> I loved Merlin. I loved him. <laughs> Give me that look. <laughs> this is this is payback for the Aztec mummy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. So Merlin gets to the observatory after four and a half hours of galloping. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm like, the sun, it, we're, it's already noon at this point, it people. Is. Come it on. Is. It's already January at this yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> 
So Merlin tries to get up the ladder, and like you can tell, he's, the actor is having trouble with it, which maybe because of those happy. damn robes he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Merlin gets. Oh, sorry, no. Merlin tells Santa, "Hey, remember that cat that was in your bag? Use it now!" And so Santa pulls out this toy cat ex machina out of his bag <laughs> and just tosses it. <laughs> and it has roller. It, it has rollers on the. So this yes. is it. It is not. A, it is not even life size. It's twice the size of a regular cat. Yep. It's almost the same size as the damn dog. It yep. It is. But it's got rollers on its feet so that when he just magically throws it in the air, it just zooms. It's by. just zooming on its wheels like, <laughs> and the dog it's, chases after it's it. It's the hilarious. best shot of the whole movie. Was, like, if I was, was that dog, I'd be running in the other direction. Like, what the fuck is this sorcery? <laughs> and. So this gives Santa the the opportunity to get away. And while he's doing so, we cut back to Lapita's place where her dad comes in, apparently distraught because he tried to get work on Christmas Eve and didn't have luck. And shot her. Yeah, it's like 4 a.m. Yes. Christmas morning, and he, damn it, I still can't find work. No one just will interview me. Who the fuck is trying to interview at 4 o'clock in the morning on Christmas? Oh, my God. But anyway, no. Just And just as a quick side note, like the entire time that Santa's been up in this tree and the dog has been barking at him, the devil pitch has been inside the house of this family whispering into each of their ears oh god it was like you're the brave one you're the man of the family you need to grab your gun and go out and take care of this and then he goes to the wife who is sleeping is like hey there's a burglar outside and he's going to kill everybody you need to do something about it and then he goes to the grandfather is like you need to do something about it and then he goes to the kid you need to do something and the, like he's convincing all of these people in this house individually, they need to do something. And when they all come downstairs and finally decide to do something, all they do is try, try to outdo each other. Yeah. They start yelling at each other and nothing is accomplished. Right. So that by the time he throws the cat, the dog runs away. Santa's able to get out of the tree and escape to make his way back to his castle in a cloud in heaven over the North Pole. Um, then the pitch's plans are thwarted because the family finally comes outside. The, um, the police show up. The fire department shows up. All these people show up in this one courtyard of this family's house, and you've got all of the military and, and police and firemen and all these guys on one side of the courtyard, and then you have the family who is wielding guns, like a, a handgun and a rifle yep. and all this stuff, More guns, on the everybody. other side of the courtyard, and... I'm sorry. The only thing that popped into my head right now is, did Quentin Tarantino direct this yep. moment? Yep, that's exactly Because right. this seems to me like a Mexican standoff. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> because that's how desperate I was to be entertained by this fucking movie. Right. So this whole scene with Lupita's dad coming back again, fucking sad because he, shocker, couldn't get a job on Christmas fucking morning. Yeah. They find a doll outside her door. The one that she wanted from the store. No, it's actually a different doll. It's bigger it's than her. It's, yeah, it's bigger than she is. And this actress just could not look, because uh, she looks completely nonplussed about yeah. it. Yeah, she's like, oh, yep. I got my doll. Yeah, it's just like, hey, and then she says, like, the meaning of Christmas or some bullshit. We cut to a shot of Santa <laughs> flying away into the clouds. And God blesses everyone. Yeah. And, and that's, that's it. it. There's no, we don't see Pitch being turned to dust or whatever going back down to Hades. And no, it just, no... he was hiding in the corner and yeah. the firemen during the standoff were like, hey, there's smoke. Because they can't see him, can't but see they him. see, he's so right. mad that he's fuming and we see smoke coming off of him. Right. And but when the firemen look, they think, "Oh, there's smoke," and they point their hose at him and spray him down. 
which causes even more smoke, and then he just screams and runs away. But yep. that's it. That's we don't it. know what happened to it. And the end of the movie. Dun, yep. da, da. <laughs> and with that, let's go ahead and take a quick break and go on to some trivia. Okay, welcome back. Did you guys dig anything up in particular about this movie? No, just the I didn't stuff want I said to. at the beginning. That yeah. one of the writers is the same guy who wrote the Aztec Mummy movie, and the director also directed one of the sequels. The director for this, I don't. It, it, did you look up his credentials at all? No. If you look him up on IMDb, and it's like Rene Cardona, so something, something like, like that. that. I'll dub it in and post. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you look at his credits. This guy is like the Stephen King of the Mexican movie world. This guy churned out during his career five to six movies a year. He is credited as the director for movies spanning from like the mid-1940s to the late 1960s. And seriously, every year there's at least five movies credited to him as director for each of those years. It's insane. Yeah. I didn't, um, I didn't want to look up anything because this movie pissed me off so much. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was just something about the title credits. Is as I was watching, I'm like, this is really just like the one we watched. Right. And yeah. that's what prompted me to look it gotcha. up. And sure yeah. enough, there you go. Yeah. Uh, for this movie, I have that it, it was uh, its alternate title is Santa Claus versus the Devil, which for searching for this movie and for just interest, I would have preferred. Yes. <laughs> It is actually the movie was actually acclaimed at the time of its release. It got a lot of great feedback, which I can get because I think this movie was, as you said earlier, Zip was geared towards people of like Lupita's age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is a little kids movie for families to like, and and I and I'm assuming it has to be for the Mexican culture because. I mean, the the whole idea is like, ah, okay, I see. So Santa's uh, like a Catholic. It is a very Catholic, Catholic film. Dogma. Yes, there. And I mean, that, the, I'm like, okay, Lupita's mom I see crosses what's going herself on at one point. We see a young lady in what looks like a catechism or christening Correct. gown. You know, so it is very. Very Catholic, so and it's, it's very that idea much of the that, culture. Yes, yes, we're talking about Santa Claus, but even Santa Claus himself is a believer of the faith and follows yes. his life according to Catholic. Yes. Which is yeah. totally valid. Sure. And totally cool. Yeah. So and, yeah. But not so much for us right. <laughs> in America. Yeah. Because we have all different kinds. Yes. Yeah. Plus we're not five years old watching this movie. No. And we no. weren't five, yeah. yeah. This is probably like our most prestigious award winner because it did win well, I say that. Uh, it did win Best International Family Film by the uh, Golden Gate Awards, some obscure uh, board ceremony in out San in Francisco, San Francisco. Right. Sure. Best lime, worst lime. Okay. All right. Now, my best was pretty easy. Uh, this is a line that Santa says earlier when the devil is thwarted in initially tempting Lupita. He says, all my friends can ignore the devil. Just one of those weirdly <laughs> translated lines that just made me laugh because yeah. of its mine's, absurdity. Mine's a weirdly translated line, too. What you got? Uh, both of mine are actually from Pitch. Um... This is my worst line, because um, it's it's during that scene he's he's called or he's he's talked to all of the family members to convince them there's a guy out in the yard who wants to kill you, um, and then he's the one which this completely destroyed 
all of the, the, the mythology they had built around the character Pitch. He actually picks up the telephone and dials the number for the police and then picks up the phone again and dials the number for the fire department. And when he calls the fire department, he actually blows into the phone and fire blows out of the other end of the phone. And he's like, oh, this is a five alarm. And I'm like, that's when I was like, yep, this is a Looney Tunes episode. Yep. Um, but after all of that's going on, so he thinks, um, so w- right before he goes into the house to, to convince all the family members, you know, he's like, I'm going to wake up this family and they're going to come out and they're going to see you and your, your gig is going to be over. And Santa Claus is like, well, they can't hear you. And Pitch's response is they hear it in their own form of private imagination or fears. <laughs> This is I'm like, best or worst one. so yeah, they confused. can hear you in their subconscious. What? So is it your worst line? That would be how you actually say that line. <laughs> Not they can hear it in their own form of private imagination or fears. That would be their subconscious. Yeah. Thank you for playing. <laughs> Fuck off. Yes, that was my worst line. Um. Um, well, so I had a couple, and I, they're they are interchangeable. They're all bad. They're, they're all, all terrible. Bad. So, the the rich parents to their child before they leave. If you get bored, you can go downstairs and practice your piano lesson. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, then um, it's either Santa or the narrator when we see the little rich boy again. Here, in truth, is the poor little rich boy. That's one of the lines. And then the entire conversation between Santa and the little rich kid. That whole yeah. thing, and that made me so angry, that whole thing. And then Lupita has one question when she's talking to her mom where she says, um, hold on just a second, Mama, what is Christmas good for? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how it's phrased. Yeah. So so that's it. Ding. It's not like that's what's the point of Christmas. Right. What or is Christmas what? good for? Because then they, yeah, if they had said something like, what is the point of Christmas, they could have actually gone into a discussion of the religious meaning behind Christmas, which would have tied into the movie a hell of a lot better than, well, what's it good for? Yeah. My worst line was, another, again, another poorly translated one just because it was just lazy. When one of the kids is talking to Santa and he's talking about one of the kids that's down on Earth that Santa's inquiring about, and he says, I've got their names right here. The girl is called. And that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> yep. And it's not delivered <laughs> like he's cut off by anything. It's no. just That's just how the sentence ends. And I'm like... Uh, English. Do you speak it, <laughs> motherfucker? There you go. That's the answer it. is no. Yeah. Uh, my best line was actually just a complete nonsense line that was given by Pitch. I think it's his first attempt, like when they're trying to kidnap Santa or something, and it doesn't work. He just goes, curses! <laughs> curses! <laughs> I was like, what? wait, what? What did he just say? I laughed at that. I did too. That's why it's my favorite line. He's <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, curses. Rah, 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 rah. Curses. It's not like he's shaking his head like, oh, rah, rah, rah. no, or something he's like that. No, he actually that. says, rah, 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 rah. curses. Yeah. <laughs> Acting. Did you have a best line, Adina? They're, they're all bad. Okay, so, there you go. They're all bad. So, drinking game. Oh, God, I, this is a tough. I, really? Because I can think of one. Do it. Something that's not going to kill you automatically. Okay, so no laughing then. Okay. Uh, oh, God, no, no. There's way too much laughing. Yeah, in, when no, Santa laughs. Santa's oh, my gosh. laugh is, uh, Merlin. Every time we cut to one of Santa's children? Maybe. 
Just well, no that that whole piano well, that, scene just that entire screws you scene, over. Yeah. Okay, maybe sip to laughter. Yes. Sip to because laughter. Because it does peter out towards the, like, the end of the movie. After, it like, does. The first half is a pretty, it's a, it's a hellstorm. But yeah. anytime the narrator directly tries to speak to a there character in the movie. <laughs> That's the one. There you go. Yeah. And down your drink if he succeeds. There you go. <laughs> so what did they do right with this movie? I think Lupita's mom was cast brilliantly. I thought she was fantastic. She was good. I yeah. did enjoy yeah, her. She, I, did too. I thought I she did was too. fantastic. So I think, I think they got that right. Um, I think there was an effect that they would do with pitch where he could lean almost all the way forward. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. Like, Cause they used that a couple of yeah. times. And you couldn't and see the wires. Really they, they were using wires. Yeah. You couldn't no, see it was anything. A, it was a four piece that was just loaded on springs. Uh, yeah. And so I really, in and then it just, you just arch forward yeah. and it leans all the way. There back were some fun yeah. things about this movie that I thought if I were five, and Mexican that I would, <laughs> and sure. not a Jew. You know, I mean, there are in things, 1959. In 1959, I think yes. there would have been a lot of things that I would have liked about this movie. And I and I think for the most part, pitch was exactly the tone. Yeah, he yes, was no, the agree. tone. This was exactly what this movie was supposed to be. I'm the sneaky and, little devil, and that's oh, why. Darn, my plan think, was thwarted. Now I'm going right. to try something else. And I else. think that's <laughs> why I liked Merlin so much because he and pitch were in the same movie. Yes. They were in the same movie. Everybody else was not. But Lupita's mom was just so grounded and so beautiful and so true. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. That's all for me that they got right. I liked I mean, obviously there's a budget with this movie. So that was something that was a nice plus because this movie would have been even worse if there had been a significant notice in in a lack of budget. Now, I'm going to second you on this one, Adina. As as far as a a specific plus to the movie, I love Pitch. He had a very good physical performance in this movie, I thought. There's a scene where I really laughed at both times I saw the movie where he's about to, he like jumps on the couch and he's about to, of course I would like that part. He he gets (laughs) on the couch and he's like making like he's going to spring off of it and then he just does like a quick little patter to the floor. Yes. That That was funny. They made some casting decisions that were appropriate. They cast actors who at least, aside from the kids, I feel like everyone kind of gave enough energy no, absolutely. Yeah. And and I appreciate that they took the time to tell the stories of the children, even though they didn't explain the three hooligans right. well enough. They're going to hell. It's all it's all good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah because totally he uh, yeah, he explicitly says karma will you know, will pay them back in due time. Well and they got coal in their shoes. And they did in their yeah. shoes. They got coal, yeah, they got lumps yep. of coal in their and shoes. And sepsis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. Hello. Oh my god, that's so not um, funny. But that part of the the storyline is that they took the time to show. Yes, we know that we we assume the rich kid is going to get whatever he wants, but what he wants is the one thing that Santa can't actually give him. Right. While at the same time, the little girl has that, but is not is never going to be able to get the material right. things that she wants. Yes. And that and that's what so I was like I like the idea that they're telling that story yes. and showing the differences between just because you're a rich kid you can't get everything you want. That's right. Just because you're a poor kid, you know. Right. That doesn't you, mean that you we, don't have what doesn't mean you that need. you don't have what others are looking for. Can't yeah. have. Right. Yes. So you know, I appreciate that, but I think you know, they, they they could have gone further with that instead of then suddenly going the complete Looney Tunes route of breathing fire through the phone. Sure. Yes. And, you know, things like that. Agreed. So. Zip. Yes. You got something to, to tell us today, it looks like. <laughs> the flaming cinematic turd meter. 
uh, there's pros and cons to this movie. There really is. And I'm still not willing to let it off the hook for the whole, well, just because it's 1959, they said things like the Orient, and it was still okay to show African children depicted with bones through their noses. Mm. I'm not letting it off the hook for that. There are some good things about it. There's lots of bad things about it. Editing could have been a whole lot better. Cinematography was off. And a lot of the pacing is just so bad. But like I said, there's still enough good that I'm not going all the way up with this. So I'm actually going to veer off course a little bit and give it a 3.5. Damn it. Oh, didn't see that coming, (laughs) did you? (laughs) Ha ha ha. Well, that said, any closing thoughts of this movie, guys? Don't watch it. No, it's oh not. God. It's not worth. And if you don't. have to, it's on YouTube. So don't. Yeah, pay yeah it's don't. on YouTube. If you want to see the the American release, which is actually listed as being on the 100 bottom list of IMDb. Yeah. By the way, yeah. um, but you can also go from there to the original Spanish language without yeah. the dubbing. If yeah. you're fluent in Spanish and maybe you want to see something better, I don't know. It's on. It is. The, yeah. The, the, to see that extended ballet sequence in Hades is worth it alone. Yeah. That's all you have to watch. You don't have to watch anything else because nothing <laughs> else is really that much different. All right. Well, that's about it for this episode of It Came From The Bottom. Once again, I am Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. Next time, Car 54. Where, Where are you? Are you?